0: Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast. Uh, Wisdoms Echo. this is Grant Mahoney and what I want to speak on is the title of my message is the Increase of the Kingdom and this is going to be a series that I'm going to do. And so this is part one. So <clears throat> in this message it's all about experience, that is eventually gonna come a lifestyle or a culture really, and it's gonna shape the world around us is, is what I really wanna talk about, what this increase of the kingdom is about. And if you look at the word, Yeshua taught about the kingdom more than any other subject when you look at scripture, which is so interesting. And so I wanna start my teaching by actually looking at some scriptures to lay a foundation for where we're going. So if you look at Isaiah 9 verse six, verse six it says, for a child will be born to us a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. When you look at another scripture, which is Matthew 6.33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of Yahweh, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And then, Another scripture I want to read because what I'm trying to do is lay a foundation because this scripture is an anchor for everything that I'm going to talk about going forward is Revelation 20 verse 1. It says, then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. And it's important for us to understand this. So let's go back to Isaiah 9 verse 6. It tells us, For a child will be born to us, and a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. So the interesting thing here is you have two things. You have a child will be born, but a son is given. So children are born, and sons are given. And we can't, can't, like you and I, cannot establish the kingdom of Yahweh without government. So we need this government. And the ruling government is the administration in, in your country your ruling government is that administration that establishes the laws and is given the power to legislate whatever happens in your particular nation that's what a government is all about so verse 6 of isaiah continues and it goes like this and it says in his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty uh, god eternal father prince of peace then in verse 7 it says is there will be no end to the increase of his government or of the peace on the throne of David or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness for then on and evermore the zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this so this is an absolutely significant uh, prophetic word that was released by Isaiah regarding the increase of Yahweh's government and peace. And it says in the scripture, it's quite clear, it says there's going to be no end to it. And then it says, And upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, ordered and established with justice and judgment forever. So the kingdom that we're looking for is a kingdom that is full of his government, that's continually increasing. There's never a decline, but there's peace. So in other words, there's peace everywhere. There's no war. There's no none of this kind of stuff that's going on. And it's ordered. And then it says, with judgment and justice, even forever. So this is what we're looking for, something that looks like this. And so as the first coming of Yeshua was prophesied and it happened, then we, we have to believe that the second part of the prophecy has come, will come and is coming. And the point of all of this is the kingdom of Yahweh within the earth is going to be very significant. And we have to understand that that this is what the scripture is talking about, that the kingdom of Yahweh in the earth is going to be incredibly significant. It says it's going to increase continually and there's going to be peace. And so for us to really get a real understanding of this, I want us to just take a little bit of, of time and have a look at the subject of eschatology which is not something I really teach on but I think it's something that I do need to bring up in in this teaching and what eschatology is it's the teaching of the last days or the return of Yeshua whatever you want to call it and there's several schools of thought regarding uh, the last days and the subject of eschatology and I want to just look at two beliefs one of the beliefs is this and is that Yeshua is gonna come and he's gonna rapture which means catch away the church in other words that uh, he's going to take us all and we're just going to disappear into the clouds and following the rapture of the church on earth there's going to be this demonic reign of terror that's going to run through the earth and everything's going to be horrible and all this kind of stuff and this particular belief has three parts to it so it has the first part's called pre-tribulation which means the church is going to be raptured before the great tribulation begins and it has mid tribulation which means that the church is going to be taken just before the most the worst of judgments are released and all this kind of stuff. And then you have post-tribulation, which means the church is going to endure the great tribulation. And when you look at the, the that whole thing about the great tribulation, it's literally known as a period of seven years in which the wrath of Yahweh is just poured out upon the earth and all this horrible, terrible stuff happens. And following the tribulation, Yeshua will return with his church and will set up a thousand years of peace on the earth known as the millennium and all this kind of stuff while at the same time satan's going to be cast into the bottomless pit and that's one of the the belief systems which i personally do not believe at all i don't believe in the rapture because it means it pulls us out of what we're supposed to be governing anyway now another school of thought is this which is the one that I really tend to believe. And it's based on a whole different biblical worldview and the way you look at Scripture and the way you understand Scripture. And what this school of thought um, asserts is that there's going to be a generation that's going to emerge upon the earth who's going to be so ingrained with kingdom principles and with kingdom behavior and with kingdom lifestyle that they will release in the earth the literal dynamics of the kingdom of Yahweh and literally displace the power of the enemy. That's what I I believe. (coughs) And I believe that the enemy will be replaced so powerfully that the culture of the enemy and all the uh, Luciferian belief systems will become powerless in the earth for a thousand years. That's what I believe. And it is from this place that I want to look at Revelation 20. when. John said then I saw an angel coming down from heaven holding the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand and that word there's angel which as we know means messenger but in this instance it literally means a governmental messenger or an apostolic messenger and the bible says in Matthew 16 verse 13 to 19 I want to read this now when Yeshua came into the region of Caesarea Philippi he was asking his disciples who do people say that the son of man is and they said, Some say John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. He said to them, But who do you yourselves say that I am? Simon Peter answered, Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Yeshua said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. and Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So yes, Peter is in another version of this governmental message, a be messenger, because he's been given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And so whatever he loosed on earth was loosed and whatever he bound on earth was bound. So It's obvious that if he was given these keys because he had them, Peter bound some things in the earth with the keys he was given. You're not going to be given something and not use it. Well, that should be the practice. And so we can understand that an angel came down from heaven who was a governmental apostolic messenger with the keys to bind things. And so he holds the keys to the bottomless pit as well as a great chain in his hand. And that chain that he was holding is the threefold cord. And if you look at 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, it says, Now faith, hope, and love remain. And this is the threefold cord that it's talking about. It's talking about the power of faith, the power of hope, and the power of love, which are three amazing things. And he's holding this in his hand, and he's going to chain the devil, and he's going to bind him, and he's going to remove the culture of the enemy in the earth. Now, I want you to see what happens. Then a generation emerges and laid hold of the dragon the old serpent the devil and satan and bound him for a thousand years and that word bind when you look at that in scripture is not necessarily tie as what we've been told it's what you bind on earth will be bound in him this indicates that what comes out of a culture out of the prophetic mouth of believers actually binds a demonic system this is what it's talking about so we need to be so cognizant of what we're speaking and and what's coming out of our mouths and so from the time that lucifer deceived eve to the time that yeshua came and bruised the head of satan was a period of four thousand years and anyway during that time satan ruled the earth but as the believing generation arises which i believe is our generation this demonic system is going to be bound and cast into the bottomless pit and that and this doesn't necessarily mean hell okay we we're not talking that i'm not going to go into that anything that's bottomless means it has no foundation so literally, the the whole satanic belief system has no foundation. And so he's bound and cast into a system that has no foundation. And he's cast into a system that keeps literally spiraling and going downwards because it hasn't got a foundation. Why? Why do I say this? I say this because the church is built upon a foundation. What does it say in Scripture? It's built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And so I believe that there's a generation that's currently emerging that's going to be Not only just built on the the foundation of the apostles and prophets, but also on the foundation of truth and holiness. I honestly really believe that there is going to be a holiness movement that the earth has never seen before. And it's coming. And once it does, the church will be established in a very significant way, very differently to how it's ever been established. And the generation of the kingdom people on the earth will be so convinced, so empowered with the kingdom and with the principles of the kingdom that our whole behavior and our lifestyle and our culture is um, literally going to replace the demonic culture that we're currently seeing in the earth and so when Yeshua came he gave power to his church he's saying upon this rock I will build my church and so for the last 2,000 years the church has been established in the earth and there's, there is a difference between the church and the kingdom. And this is what we have to understand. The church is the legal and legitimate tool through which the kingdom of Yahweh is established. Now, when we look at scripture, I mean, Yeshua preached the kingdom. Paul preached their kingdom. The apostles preached the kingdom. And so we've got to start preaching the kingdom. We can't preach anything else because if we preach something else, we're not really preaching the truth and we're not preaching the kingdom. And it's clear in Matthew 24, 14, it says, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the earth. Then shall the end come. So until the gospel of the kingdom is preached, the end is not coming, which is very, very interesting. So I believe that there's going to be a generation that is, I believe it's currently emerging. I'm seeing it in certain people that's going to emerge, is emerging. They will not only preach the gospel of the kingdom, but they're also going to live it. It's one thing to preach, and it's one thing to live. They're going to live it. They're going to testify it. They're going to spread it around. It's going to become a culture that's going to be contagious, just like we have this virus that's out there now, that is now in its some different form that is so contagious. This is what I believe. The kingdom and, and the function and the life of the kingdom is going to become contagious, just like a virus is. And I believe that when this, generation's come, when this generation comes into uh, the fulfillment of who they are, everything we see of satanic influence, satanic behavior, everything that we see is demonic and satanic and every stronghold is going to be displaced and will be cast into systems that have no foundations, which is the bottomless pit. And so, verse three says, "You will cast him to the bottomless pit and shut it and seal him, where he will deceive the nations no more for a thousand years." So, the capability to seal him is literally by the power of the Holy Spirit, because in Ephesians 1.13 it says, "This in him you also trusted, having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise." And so, this is the first fruits of our inheritance, is the seal of the Holy Spirit, which is going to be the empowerment structure for you and i as believers and it's going to keep the devil bound for a thousand years which i think is absolutely awesome and so i i don't know about you but i know most believers that know about these scriptures have prayed uh, prayers to bind the devil and loose things and all this kind of stuff but we have to move beyond that because the best way to make those things happen to actually see the enemy bound and the things of the kingdom loosed on the earth is to live the life of the kingdom on the earth and i'm not saying talk it i'm saying live it display it be it and i'm going to finish with this and we'll look at part two in our next teaching there are three ways in which we can move the enemy so we can rebuke him we can speak and we can displace him and the key is this is that we don't want to move the enemy We want to replace the enemy. And I think that's been our issue is we've moved him, but we haven't replaced him. So when we begin to bring governmental kingdom and rank and order into place, into our atmosphere and begin to shift the atmosphere with that level of of the governmental kingdom rank and order, then that's going to move the enemy out where we replace him. And it's not going to just move him. We're going to replace him. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Bless you and... I'll start part two in our next teaching. Thank you.